Today's episode is brought to you by Kind Bar. Kind is deeply committed to crafting food with real, recognizable ingredients, a disruptive notion that sparked the creation of a new healthy snacking category. Kind is unapologetic in their efforts to challenge the status quo, to shift the food industry and empower their community and our listeners to make better, informed choices about health. Kindness can be a transformative force for good, and that is why we are teaming up with Kind and Podgo to bring our listeners 10% or 15% off for military, teachers, students, first responders, doctors, and nurses. Go to podgo.co slash kind. That's P-O-D-G-O dot C-O slash K-I-N-D. Kind Bar, creating a kinder and healthier world, one act one snack at a time if this this movie feels like the director had written three different endings and recorded all of them and then we got this one because i feel like they're in somewhere in there it was like yeah you know what just pull pull an ending out of the head everybody and we'll decide which one we're going to go with well and it turns out that nobody's the killer we won't solve the murder and you're gonna die all right let's roll it film it let's go <laughs> Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How are you all? Thank you for joining us. Thank you all for being here for Season 2, Episode 6, Podcast 2, The Wrath of Audio. Uh, sticking with uh, Star Trek, going with it. Wait, uh, what? Yeah, yeah. I've, I Is that Wrath of Khan? It's Wrath of Khan, but I couldn't uh, have it be Wrath of Khan, so I said Wrath of Audio. Um, sure. For no real reason, other than I can. So, um, I dig it. How, how's everybody doing? Um, my name is Doug Wagner. I am one of the co-hosts for Films in Black and White. I am joined by my two other co-hosts. Um, and I'm going to kick it on down to one Brian Roush. Brian Roush, how are you doing, sir? I I am so happy to be here. I want to let everybody know I'm so happy to be here. It is the middle of winter. We're not going anywhere. And this is a highlight of my week. I get to jam about <laughs> movies with Marcus and Doug, and I'm pumped for it. Doug, how are you? I'm doing mm -hmm. outstanding. Okay. It is quite cold here in South Dakota. <laughs> and like you, I have no interest in going anywhere. So <laughs> this is the highlight of my week. But we need to invite our other co-host into this. The yeah, one, the only, Marcus J. Destin. Marcus, how are you doing, sir? I ain't so damn giddy. So that's fine. You know, it's one of those, that's it's fine. one of those days, you know, as a man, I feel like it's important to <laughs> embrace your emotions and I ain't feeling too damn giddy today, but y'all gonna get this goddamn podcast. I know that much. <laughs> that's totally <laughs> fine. Hey. No, that's good. Pod. But yeah. no, it's, you know, it's good to be here. This is a great, great reason to be giddy. Um, <laughs> Brian really made this feel like, I mean, he really gassed this up. Like, you know, I'm excited to be here with Doug and Marcus and you know what I mean? Like I'm, you know, I'm with that. I'm with that. But Hey, I am. And I look, we all have up and down days. I, I had part of a down day earlier, but I'm I'm here now and I'm just happy to be with y'all. Yeah, that yeah. is fantastic. Gentlemen, for the past few episodes of season two, we have just skipped over a very important part um, of the podcast, and that's sharing with the people what we are watching and what oh, we man. are reading. Um, so, gentlemen, quick roundtable. Anything that you all are reading or watching um, that is super new or noteworthy as of late? 
Mm, as far as watching, I started watching um, Star Trek Next Generation last night with oh, Captain yeah. Picard. I got about three episodes in. I was like, damn, this show really was good. It really it really kind of stood the test of time a little bit. So started watching Star Trek on Netflix, and I'm still continuing my um, rabbit hole into Batman the Animated Series. As far as reading, Fantastic. just reading the school books, to be honest with you. That's all I got. <laughs> totally Articles. Fine articles and articles yep yep totally get it i totally re- reading those pdf versions of those articles mm-hmm. too because mm-hmm. yep. they because they so much cheaper yeah. oh so much yep. cheaper we'll mm. we'll talk after this after this episode i, okay. I think i have something that might be able to help Ooh, Ooh brian with the inside brian the plug. we'll see we'll see i don't know we'll, we'll chat Brian, you are usually our uh, reading guru. You're always into <laughs> some new book or <laughs> series. Um, anything that you're reading that's particularly exciting you want to share with our listeners? Yeah, over the past few weeks, uh, I finished reading Starsight, which was the second book in the Cytonic series. And as I will remind you all, this was about the spaceships and the starfighters on a planet we've never heard. It's great. There's a lot of aliens. You don't know what they are. And pretty much the second book was like, we're going to introduce you to like five different races of aliens and you're going to like it. And you're like, okay, that sounds good. That sounds great. Um, But yeah, Brandon, like Brandon Sanderson, if you're not familiar with him, he like writes a book like every three months. I don't know how he does it. Um, So I'm excited for the third book in the series. Uh, And I'm currently reading my next book. I'm reading Queen's Gambit, which is a Netflix series. Uh, So I'm going to read the book. Going to try to watch the series. So I'm about... I don't know. I'm about four chapters into Queen's Gambit and it's, it's all right. It's good. I'm enjoying myself. So doing that. So that's what I'm reading. As far as watching, uh, I WandaVision, like watch that show. It's a good show. Uh, Still watching The Wire. I'm almost at the end of season three. Some things are happening in that (laughs) show. Um, but nothing too else. I watched Frozen 2 because I have kids and it's still yeah, a good movie, even for adults. It made me cry. It's a good movie. So yeah. that's what I've been reading and watching. I would also argue, Brian, it is the better of the two Frozen movies. Oh, hand, I, can, I mean, hands, hands down. The story is Seriously, the second is better than the first. Abs- absolutely better. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Music wise oh, yes. or plot wise? Both. Oh, and both. Oh, yeah, okay. Both. Yeah, they step everything up in this one. Oh okay. my gosh. I mean, there's a point where like Kristen uh Kristen Bell has to sing her heart out because she's so sad. Like there's a point in the movie where it's like, "Okay, Kristen Bell, the entire climax rests on you like bringing this yeah. home. Good luck." Yeah, you're the moral compass. Everybody just walk in. everybody walked out the studio, closed the door. See you later. Click. Yep. <laughs> I mean, <Yep>. basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Um, no, I'm kidding. She's great. I am so on my front. I am. Uh, I finished the Queen's Gambit actually, so I've watched all of that, but have not oh, read the book. Um, it's very good. So I'm very curious, Brian, to hear uh, more about your input on um, the book. Yeah, uh, Harrison has been on a Ferdinand uh, kick lately, <laughs> and just real quick, um, that is a good movie. Um, John Cena plays uh, Ferdinand the Bull. But can we talk about, mm-hmm. well, maybe we don't need to talk, but I just want to mention this. It has some dark stuff. And mm. I think the beauty of that movie is it just flies over all the kids' heads and they oh, just geez. don't quite pick up on it um, because it's about bullfighting. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, the book is like, oh, he gets to the bullfighting ring. He sits down, smells flowers. Everybody's like, right. well, he's not going to fight. We're going to go home. Yep. Um, and this one is like, there are bulls that are like, they go out to fight. They never come back and they don't like, they're just like, oh. they just kind of leave it there. Are you serious? Yeah. They don't, they don't say anything. <laughs> 
but like it like it's oh nuts gosh. the other thing is is that there's one area where like ferdinand stumbles into the house to try to sneak out or like to get away from where he is and he finds this wall of just uh bullhorns Mm. um god so, damn <laughs> so this movie is like huh. subtly really dark Ooh, and I, wow. I keep like watching it and i'm like thank god i know that he doesn't die at the end because this is not helping at all <laughs> like <laughs> like not at all I you mean, imagine wow. if that was like i like to imagine if they put the human in in those roles of the animal because when you're an animal it seems like oh look at the animal seeing the right. things that happen yeah. to animal. you see a human and you walk in and ain't nothing but a head full of scalps or like heads and shit you <laughs> oh, oh my god yeah. like that geez, was, where am i it was animals some, serving mm-hmm. as children allegories forever <laughs> right which Since is the 19 just... forevers and the funny thing is is that like we're at that stage where he's very like from a developmental standpoint like very emotional um, right about the oh, things he watches and sees so mm-hmm. like one thing can set him off and he's like i don't like it turn it off or and then he'll go to this and it's like dad this is cool i'm like oh man you this is i'm glad this is flying over your spectrum of emotions (laughs) you would would have some splaining to do for sure Mm -hmm. um well great uh check all that stuff out um obviously if we enjoy it you may enjoy it as well um but it is time once again to revisit catch that quotable um and since we uh, one, two, three strikes were out. Got it all wrong last week. Oh my gosh. Um, Marcus gets to kick us off again this week. So, Marcus, you get to decide who yeah. goes fir- first in this week's Catch That Quotable. Let's I'm, actually, I'm actually going to have Brian go first. All oh, right, Brian. Goodness gracious. Uh huh. Oh. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Whew. Flames on the side of my face. Breathe heavy breaths. Heaving breaths. Oh my god. Flames on the side of my face, breathing breath, heaving breaths. And that's the quote. Oh, this is a comedy. I thought it was Shakespeare. It's not. It's a comedy, and it's like an old woman saying this. It's the hesitation that's fucking me up. It's the it's dramatic. It's like a dramatic comedic moment, and she changes. And I I have this vision in my head of this old woman, but I cannot place. I cannot place this at all. You're much further than I am because I'm lost as fuck. Yeah, there's that. I'm gonna. You know what? I gotta find out. Brian, can you give us a hint? That might help us. There's there's like a like a large amount of hints, and I'm trying to find the best one to point you towards this. Um, Hmm. I'm gonna say conservatory what the fuck conservatory i think i know this okay all right Doug, take it away then brian is this clue you are correct Doug. Oh, yeah. shit. and then let me guess it's mrs peacock that says this isn't it it is mrs white oh that's right damn I you yes. know I've never seen yeah, clue. you're right yeah, yeah. Oh, i've never i've never it seen holds it. up it Does it, it holds up yeah yeah it's one of those that flew under the radar for sure. And when you find out like, oh man, they made uh, a Parker Brothers game, uh, mm-hmm. a movie. Right. Um, and you're kind of like, oh no, that's not great. No, it's it's really good. Like this is well done. It's funny. That's it's 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 just a fun, fun movie overall. So okay. yes. sick, Brian. All right, Doug, good job. Hey, there you go. Got to chalk one up for me, I guess. Hey, all right. Well, all Doug right. one. All right, Doug, your turn. Okay. Y'all ready? <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'm ready for all this. Right. Death is what gives life meaning. 
to know your days are numbered. Your time is short. Jesus Christ. Death is what give life, gives life meaning. To know your days are numbered. Your time is short. Death is what gives life meaning. Nine days are numbered. You know your time's short. This feels like a character that is all-knowing, right? Like, they know, obviously they know this and this is why they're telling, but I feel like our the person they're speaking to, they had to learn this along their way. So I'm trying to think of movies where it was like, he's like, <laughs> I don't even know what that was. But it's like some sci-fi concept where they live a lot or uh, they live a lot. Come on, Brian. Like, where they don't <laughs> die, maybe. Oh, man, I'm just so run right a lot. here. They live may- a lot. That, that gave me an idea, but I don't think that Doug would watch this movie that I think it is. Okay. Um, but go ahead. <clears throat> What's right. the hint, Doug? Yeah. Your one word hint is surgeon. God damn it. Yeah, that's not what I think it is. <laughs> huh. I'm trying to think of a movie where someone dies on the operating table. <laughs> <laughs> that's immediately where my mind went. Yep. Your days are numbered. Damn, I really don't kick, know. I'm gonna I, kick myself. I don't know. I, Marcus, do you want to go? I want. I'm, I, I have a guess, but I know that it's wrong. For some <laughs> reason, the only thing I have stuck in my head is the Giving Tree because I just feel like that old ass man at the end of uh, the. What? No, no. What was the one where he? It's the future, but nobody. The Giver. The Giver. Not yeah, the no, giving that's, tree, that, the that's giver. not it either. Okay, sorry. But, so giving and yeah. the Giving Tree. Just fuck me, huh? No, you're fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brian, it's on you. I. I uh... I don't know. I I don't know. I honestly, it's it's. I'm gonna kick myself. Um, this it's not click. I'm gonna guess click with Adam oh, Sandler. Oh wow! No, it's not. All Good right. Movie, Good movie. Thanks. Um, li- uh, gentlemen, this is Doctor Strange. Oh my gosh! Oh, I was I thinking about that it shit. too. I was thinking that. So and I was like, yeah, it's Doctor Strange. Damn, yep, I should have is... said that because that was on my mind. Oh man. Yep, just, the Sorcerer oh. Supreme is talking to their oh astral gosh. projections are talking to each other at the hospital. Um, I have re-watched this <sighs> because WandaVision is getting me like searching for clues because I gotta be honest with everybody. Mm. I have a feeling, and I'm only like a like a quarter of the way through Doctor Strange. I think there's a secret in there somewhere that's going to give us an idea of what's happening. That's going to crack the case. I've, I'm going to say it now. I don't think it's Mephisto. I think it's Nightmare. Oh my I've, gosh. I hope it's Nightmare. Yeah, I hope it's Nightmare. <laughs> I think it's Nightmare. Dude, he's such I don't an obscure villain. He very I, much is. I'm totally yeah. down. Yeah. Um, yeah. We should get to we should get to the next quote before we start we doing should, WandaVision. We, oh, it's me. Speculation. Oh, it is me. Okay, my fault, yeah. my fault, my fault. Okay. No, 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 you're fine. Here we go. <clears throat> I ain't got an original thought in my head. If it ain't got the scent of divinity to it, I ain't interested in it. I ain't got an original thought in my head. If it ain't got the scent of divinity to it, I ain't interested in it. All right, Doug. So, okay. This, go ahead. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's religious, right? Spiritual to some degree. I think so. Let's at it's least get that low-hanging who's... fruit. Yeah. Yeah. The song The Son of a Preacher Man is running through my head, but I'm not entirely sure as to why. Right. Yo, Marcus, I'm going to need that hint. 
Like, like really badly. Was the son of a preacher man? Because he was. He uh, was. He was. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, there great. Yep. There, there's some range there. <laughs> More was, than yeah, I expected. Did you, did you, wow, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so your hint is going to be um, limited. Limited? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna make this guess. Uh, I don't know why this is sticking with me. Guess away. This is my guess. Marcus, is this the movie Life with Eddie Murphy and um, and um, Martin Lawrence? I think. No, is it? It's not. Oh, it's not. <laughs> <But> <laughs> he was like jacked. I just uh, I was hilarious why you guessed that. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I guessed it, but I just... That's I just really interesting, because I really want to pick your brain, but I'm going to just leave it alone. <laughs> you picked that one. Uh, oh, that's all right. I don't... I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, is this Angels and Demons? I don't know. No, no, right. it's not. It's not. Um, this, gentlemen, is the movie The Sunset Limited with Samuel Jackson and Tommy oh. Lee Jones. Um, oh, and it's said no. by Samuel Jackson, whose character's name is Black. Yep. And this is that's yep yeah wow I need to that makes okay. sense I have to see yep. that really 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 good movie if you haven't seen it yet it's really a good just good dialogue um oh also watch Malcolm and Marie this weekend um I meant to say that earlier also Look if you're interested you. in good yeah. dialogue and like uh, yeah you know my, you know monologues and shit like that the both are very Malcolm and Marie. The both are very similar right like it's yeah. two people essentially one having shot, an argument one place yep. yeah one it's one one place one room yeah. one shot just grabbing it back and forth and you i'm know? a sucker for any black box theater that makes it to netflix especially since i miss the theater so much like sure. i would love to see this in a small town i mean not even small town but a small stage like i yep. feel like that's from what i'm hearing that is what this has made for um, yeah, yeah, sure. did you like it marcus you know it kind of gave me a lot of ups and downs but for the most okay. part it's a good movie okay. i like you have to understand the idea of how it's shot in order to like it it's kind of like ma rainey's black box Bottom. it was shot as a play so a lot of people just didn't like oh, it because it. it's shot that as a sense. play and not as a movie yeah. but once mm. you figure it once you it, like like that that's cool yep. like then you'll be like okay i get what's going on here that's really yeah cool. for, so for like the three of us it's like oh yeah okay it's play keep do, do your thing go ahead yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, no no i get it okay yeah y'all aren't just talking in a movie okay got it yeah, yeah this is, nothing's gonna explode yep yeah I get it. um well, I mean, not everybody. I mean, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I'm feeling pretty proud of myself. Uh, okay. The three of us being uh, yeah. the only one that got it. Um, so stay tuned next week. We're gonna do this again, and uh, we'll see what shakes out. Um, it's important, though, especially. Thank you, thank you. Especially on a day like today, where I feel like everything is happening all at once. I think it's important we just touch on a news piece um, before we get to our review of the little things. Ooh. um so let's just give our one uh one you know as uh, drake has one dance we have one piece of news um so yep that's plan what the is that two drake references it's in two the... drake references in one Happy podcast. black history month <laughs> <laughs> like a scorpion right uh, yeah oh wow look at this yeah, guy there's three drake oh, references God. holy God. hell all right. I've been studying. For you playing at home, <laughs> take a drink every time we make a Drake reference. Um, 
<laughs> so, Brian, why don't you kick us off with our first piece of news? Yes. So the news I would like to share, I will give a preface. It does have a content warning of abuse. Um, so if you if you want, you can skip ahead about 10 minutes here. But uh, I'm going to be sharing the news from Charisma Carpenter. And if that name doesn't sound familiar, you may know her as Cordelia from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, she was also on Angel. Uh, she worked with Joss Whedon quite a bit during her career. And she posted on Twitter and a lot of her other social media accounts, essentially uh, saying that Joss Whedon had mistreated her, had emotionally abused her, had belittled her, uh, and insulted her religious ideologies. And that is the best summary I can give you at the moment. I really encourage you all to, I found this uh, via her own personal Twitter account. So if you go to Twitter and her username is all charisma, uh, she has a quite a lengthy statement uh, just detailing toxic behavior from Joss Whedon going all the way back to Buffy the Vampire Slayer um, self regarding self-esteem issues. Uh, and for those of you that are in the know, uh, when she was on Angel, she became pregnant and then she left the show shortly after. I did not watch Angel, but I was in orbit of that because I liked Buffy. And a lot of people said, it's really weird that Charisma Carpenter like left like halfway through that <laughs> series after she got pregnant. That's really weird. And there were rumors for, for the past 20 years that Joss Whedon fired her because of it. And it very much appears that is exactly what happened according to her statement. Yeah. Um, and so I think the other thing I want to put in here is that she did this based on the experience that Ray Fisher has yep. shared. And she mm. says in her statement, she stands with Ray Fisher. And I thought the part that was really powerful wow. was that she said, it's taken me too long to must. It has taken me so long to muster the courage to make this statement publicly. And she basically goes on to say that because of Ray Fisher, because of the investigation that uh, was done into the Justice League filming is the reason that she did this. And the last quote I'll leave us with is that she says, I feel an overwhelming sense of responsibility to Ray and others for remaining private about my experience with Joss and the suffering it has caused me. Um, so a, another person that has worked with Joss Whedon saying that he is a bad dude. He is not good. He is abusive and no one should work with him. So that is my piece of news. Yeah. I mean, forget we've Joss said Whedon. That, we, we've, we've said this before and I will say it again. Motherfuck uh, Josh Whedon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really just the best way to put it, to be honest with you. I mean, and, and here's the other thing. I mean, and, and I think all three of us at some point in time have had have shared this thought either with each other, you know, separately or together. I don't know how the hell I mean, he basically I, I get where she's coming from with this. Like, I feel a sense of responsibility for his behavior. I get that. I, I hope she doesn't beat herself up because she's not accountable for what he how he chooses to hold himself. However, I am blown away that we have not yet, with all of this coming out, we've not heard anything come from Avengers or Age of Ultron about right. his just dog shit behavior. Yeah, like I'm which, staggered. Which means it's either been it was either tolerated or like I like you know I was discussing with Doug, it was Kevin Feig set and Kevin Feig was not yep. gonna put up with any of that yep. bullshit. Yeah. So it's you know it could go either way. I just I I absolutely stand um, with this young lady. Um, mm -hmm. Nobody should be treated or mistreated for any reason, especially on a come on now, like it's a fucking TV show, right? One yeah. and first, yeah. first and foremost, she's a fucking human being, 
Right. Yep. Like so, you like you have no right. I want to shout out Ray Fisher again yes. because it seems like if he, although things did not go the way he may have hoped and the way we may have hoped in that investigation that was being held, um, he was the first. Um, and, mm-hmm. and because he's the first, he took a lot of stones and he took a lot of BS and things didn't go that oh, way. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he paved the way for other people to be able to speak up. And yeah. that is just as important as winning the case is also being able to be a light and a beacon to be like, you know what, enough is enough. Is enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, again, I think it's very important to say that, you know, you need to believe survivors of this type of stuff and you need to um, stand with them. I mean, right. the, the phrase, I, I mean, the one line that jumps out to me from her account is um, the question, are you going to keep it like that? That none like, of your oh, fucking business, none that, of your uh, fucking business. I could, yeah. I, I mean, just oh, one, just... if, if you're a dude like PSA, take a knee, Brian's PSA here. If you're a dude and someone tells you they're pregnant, don't say that. (laughs) Just don't ask that. Don't say it. Let the person just talk to you and share what they want to share. That is incredibly invasive. That is incredibly personal. And you, you have no reason to ask that if you are not involved with that situation. And say it to the wrong all. person, you could get the shit slapped out. You're going to get the taste slapped yeah. out your mouth. Yeah. Well, like, also, th- this what? is a boss and worker dynamic. So, right. if, like, like this is like your boss being like, well, like, that is completely inappropriate. You yeah, would also, never real do quick, that. Um, if I can turn to Doug Wagner's thesaurus on this one. Oh, wow. Everybody's um, dropping dollars today. Be- believe it or not, um, are you going to keep it? Also sounds like what are you going to do or how are you going to handle it or what should we do about this or let me mind my essentially business yeah. all of those yeah. are essentially the same thing here's the one acceptable question Jesus. how can i help like that's yes. the one fucking question you can ask yep. or that's it or gentlemen welcome to marcus's corner oh shut the fuck up that yeah, too shut the fuck that up that too you can just always do that. Yeah, you can always just shut, shut the up. fuck up and never really hurt anybody. Well, I'm not going to say that. Shutting the fuck up can sometimes help you more than it hinders That's, you. Especially yep. if you don't stay in your yeah. fucking lane. No, get the yeah. little dingling noise for that, too. Shut the fuck up. Nope. First like, of all, don't just... ever tell me to hit a dingling noise. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. How about harp? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Because that is exactly what it's labeled in my in my no. thing right here. So, uh, the, Yo, yeah, give me some like, of that dingling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The harp, sir. Yes, yes. I meant the harp. In any yeah. case, what? Give me some of that. In any case, give me hit that dingling noise. Yeah, like, yeah. Like really, <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to say, like, if you if you can go read Charisma Carpenter's statement, yes, it is sure. it is so important to understand what she went through and to be in solidarity with her. And I think this is something I also talked about last week with Evan Rachel Wood and her yeah. statement with uh, Brian, otherwise known as Marilyn oh, Manson, nice. is. Having this solidarity matters and yeah. and standing with Ray Fisher, it matters. All mm-hmm. of this stuff matters and being in solidarity matters. So right. that was that was what I wanted to say before we moved on. Fantastic. I no, I agree. Great, Ray Brian. Fisher released a statement as well. Um, I encourage you to read read both of them because I think they are both very telling about the culture and, and what's going on. For um, two for two different reasons. For two oh, very different reasons. Oh my gosh, yeah two different perspectives very yeah, very important sure. um marcus what do you have to <clears throat> share with us for news all right so here i'm not gonna really got no news everybody kind of knows this so um i think on the 28th february 28th a new superman show is coming to tv on the cw okay right. follow me 
All right. I am nervous. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, fuck. I've I'm a Superman fan, and for those of you that don't know, um, and I used to watch the black and white Superman um before wow. Christopher Reeves, like back 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 way, way back. I got I had the DVD and used to watch it. Um I am nervous because fuck. <laughs> I mean, I need to look up the cast, but um it's called Superman and Lois. Okay. And yep. it follows, it follows right after the crisis incident happened on the CW. For those that don't know, there is this Arrowverse that exists. Sure. And this, this event happened called crisis on infinite earths, which was basically a giant hard reset to yeah. everything and kind of including the DC movie universe. So in this, um, you have Tyler Hoken, who is playing Clark, um, Batiste Tulek, who's playing Lois Lane, and then they have their two sons, Jordan Elias and Alexander Garfin. So it just covers the story of Lois and Clark being these parents, being parents in this time period. The timeline got reset where Clark had one son who was just John, and yeah. then now he has two sons now. And it follows the story of essentially Clark being just a bad father. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just... <laughs> He's always, he's Superman. He yeah. reveals himself to them. They didn't know. Um, and they get upset with him. I heard that they lose their job and he has to go back to Smallville. Um, and in Damn. that, there's this adventure that follows with him running into his ex, Lois Lane. Um, and then they, her Lois Lane has his daughter and they get into these adventures. It looks cinematic as fuck. The trailer yeah, yeah. looks amazing yeah, for a CW really film. Side note, I heard that they are trying to work a deal with HBO Max to um, kind of, fund it it's another word for it, but they're going to fund it they want to help co-fund it because when it appears on tv they want that show to then appear on hbo max the next day oh, just like they do with the yeah. cw yep yeah. so and you know if you've watched star girl you see that they have taken things to another level when it comes to these tv shows where sure. they look like fucking movies yeah um and it got yeah. it already got a two episode extension so now they have 12 episodes where the other cw shows like flash and all that got renewed for the eighth season here's why i'm nervous you could fuck this up Superman yep. is a hard character to get yep. because they either make him overpowered or underpowered. Yeah. Um, it's hard to get his character because you have such a powerful character, literally with so many fucking powers. Mm -hmm. And then you try to humanize him and either they overhumanize it, they don't show his true strengths or they just, they feel like they have to kill him to make a point. You have to kill yeah. the strongest hero to make him relatable. And that is not always the way that Superman should be portrayed. It's not yeah. my favorite way. What here's my tangent. I hope that the show is successful. Here's yeah. why I'm mad. Somebody mentioned to me, um, there was this picture going around of all the people who played Superman and in their Superman outfits and stuff like that. Really dope edit. Um, I'm upset because everyone knows my favorite, one of my favorite TV shows is Smallville. If you yep. look over to the left, right. you can see it right now. Smallville is, is I have the things on DVD. Okay? Yeah. And Smallville paved the way for these TV shows like Arrow yeah, right. and Flash and Birds of Prey and all of that kind of stuff like that, right? So Tom Welling was had the potential to be the best mm, Superman yeah. ever. He pissed me off <laughs> and he came back at the Crisis of Infinite <laughs> Earths special as just Clark Kent with no powers. <laughs> Made the decision to give up his powers to have a family. Superman would never do that. Oh, not the Superman that I know. Now there are different, there are different variations of Superman. Yeah, but Tom Welling was 
thing that story pissed me off, but the thing that made me mad was Tom never went full Superman. Okay. He oh, never sure. wanted to put on the suit. He never wanted to be, you know, Don. He never wanted to do that. So essentially it started with Clark and ended with Clark at sure. the end of 10 seasons. And we never got that full Superman moment. Like never got the suit. And he was just adamant about it not being about the suit. And, and then he when he came back in? for crisis, he still didn't have the fucking suit and didn't give fans what they fucking wanted. Didn't didn't he wear a duster in like season five or six? Yeah, he when, did, he was, yeah. when he went to the city, he didn't yeah, wear a cape. It was like a trench cape. It was like a trench coat, yeah, and like then a, he yes. went to like a leather jacket, like a leather jacket a cowboy would wear. He basically gave me blue balls for being Superman. <laughs> okay, he, he 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 was he did all these things and wore the emblem and wore all these. He wore this long trench coat that oh that resembles a cape, even when it was in all black. And then they were like, hey man, you don't need to be as dark. So then he got this red leather jacket with blue bottoms with the Superman emblem on it. And I'm like, okay, so when he's the blur, people will see the red and blue. At the end of this fucking season, they had this terrible CGI with a plane, and then they had him do the little Superman rip open the cape where you just saw the S, and it was a Brandon Routh version of the suit. Never got to see full Superman. <laughs> I hope they don't fuck this up because I love him. I love Superman as a character and the things that he stand, you know, the just he's just a good character, dope character. I hope they don't fuck this up. That's yeah, it. I mean, I this trailer looked dope, so hopefully, and I and I kind of like the premise. Like it's an interesting idea, yeah. um, you know. Yeah. Definitely, and and like kind of like with Arch Enemy, like this idea of a superhero with an actual problem, because that's the yeah. thing they never talk about is in these comics, these parent like these two superheroes will go off and have kids, but you never talk about the kids. Like, yeah. so that's kind of an interesting take. With <laughs> yeah. It. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah. So this, I mean, the news is that it, it premieres February twenty third. It's two hour oh, special. Yeah. I mean, like it, it's coming. It is yeah. uh, a week and a half by the time that we release this episode. Uh, so I mean. I agree. Like, I think Superman's a hard character to get. And I think that's why I like him as a villain, which is so messed up. Maybe I'm broken, but like, I love Superman villain stories. And I feel like it's yeah. one of the reasons that like, we get this really warped view of Superman. I'm yeah. just like, we don't know what to do with him. Make him a villain. And it's yeah. like, okay, I mean, that's fun. But like, yeah. it's the humanity of Superman. That's the story. And that's really yeah. hard to tell in a whiz bang environment all that's the time. Like true. Superman can't yeah. punch the feeling that he doesn't belong. Right. He yeah, can't fly true. faster than the idea of like truth and why yeah. that matters. You know, yeah. like it's really hard to convey those yeah. concepts in a superhero format. And I love it and I respect it. And I always appreciate people willing to take a hack at it, but it's always really hard for me to connect with. So I, I feel you, Marcus. I, <laughs> I will diverge here though. I did not mind the Tom Welling cameo in Crisis oh. on Infinite Earths, but this is a crossover event from like two years ago. We don't need to go off. We can, we maybe can do this in the discord, but He's yeah, really like, I, it works for me. Yeah. He really just a fucking point in me. I get it. And and comics are different than, than TVs and movies, yep, right? For sure. Like you can, you know, you know what I'm saying? Everybody loves Batman. Batman is an easy character to do. That's why they redo him a thousand fucking times is because he's human. He's right. human and you see, oh, he lost his parents. That is easily relatable. And all you do is add gadgets and money to him. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. And, and, you yeah, know what I mean? Like all he had to do is just go to a fucking counselor and could have gotten the fuck over it. You're talking about the last oh, yeah. son of fucking Krypton. You better put some fucking respect on his name, goddammit. <laughs> like write the fucking storyline and make it a good one. Don't just go in there and make Clark a bad fucking dad. Come on, he's Superman. Let him know. Okay, listen, I've been a bad dad because I've been saving y'all asses every time. I done saved the world 300 times. Or what the fuck are y'all mad I ain't show up for a football game? Like, goddamn, like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Yeah, it's hard to balance all this bullshit. I got a job, and then I got a, another job, and then I got to make sure your wife, your mama getting in trouble every somebody dropping her off a fucking roof every other fucking day. Like, God <laughs> damn. Well, I mean, thanks for tuning in Oof. to this episode of uh, uh, On the Soapbox with Mark <laughs> Setson. Yep. Welcome to Superman Soapbox. Yeah, Superman all the time. Soapbox. Whole yep. new spinoff podcast. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, you're right. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, this is this can either go exactly as they have it planned or it's going to go off the rails like season, like episode two so yep, like the flash y'all y'all are stretching that shit y'all are stretching Look, that the fuck out i enjoy the different flash. episodes me Maybe too i just want to see the same thing every week okay i want to see him fucking happy brian can we just talk about that i know we got a movie to get to i just want to see the fucking flash. can y'all make grant gustin smile for fucking once he always going through some shit like this is not the flash where's the witty motherfucker <laughs> different different universe well, fuck all that. This is the sad. This is the sad universe. Um, I'm gonna go through my news relatively quickly. Um, yeah. but um, I have another. I mean, and this is relatively new today. Oh, um, yeah. uh, Mandalorian star uh, Gina Carano is back. Um, in the news uh, for her like, you know, hot takes, right wing nah. hot takes. Like that's what she's really going for. Um, and she released a statement today saying that being Jewish is essentially the same as having a political ideology. Please read the full quote. And I'm going to read, I'm going to read the full quote uh, right now. Um, really quick. Uh, Brian, I think I, it's important to note. Anyway, this has some, some Nazi language in it. So just a some real, oh, so, yep. um, quote, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? <sighs> like, I mean, everybody just take a collective sigh of like, oh, you just... Brother, this <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I gotta be honest with you. I mean, th- her history teacher is like, I failed. I said, <laughs> I, I, I mean, fucking, I didn't, oh I didn't God. do my job. I, I, mean, I, I don't know how he doesn't like, you know, <laughs> pack up his stuff in a in a paper box and go to the principal's office. Be like, look at this tweet. I'm out. Like, obviously, I'm not doing something uh, really quick for anybody who might be confused. Uh, a religious practice um, and being that of a member of that religion is not the same thing as believing that it believing in small government or big government or what have you. Um, they are two very different things. Um, I know that we're living in a time where people are very, we're, uh, their, their views are taken to a certain level of extreme, but not everybody operates that. And I believe in the 80, 20 rule, I believe 20% of those people are dominating the conversation and 80% of people are um, probably not as taking it as seriously as others. Um, and she's just oh, crazy fuck. on USI. Hey. Breaking news, everybody. Oh, shit. Gina Carano fired from The Mandalorian. Is she really? Did you? I, is that really? I just, I just got the God damn. All right. Well, I just got oh, did this news story. Oh my gosh, this is it 19 minutes broke. old. 
Holy yeah, buckets. Holy. All right. Well, Gina Carano, ladies. who is best known for playing Cara Dune on the first two seasons of Disney Star Wars The Mandalorian, will reportedly no longer be part of the franchise's future. The news was first confirmed in a statement from Lucasfilm spokesperson, which comes courtesy of io9, wow. revealing that Carano is not expected to return to the series future seasons or to any other future projects in the franchise. All right. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for joining us for Films in Black and oh, White first. Oh, wait a minute. Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilm. This is a quote. And there are no plans for her to be in the future. Nevertheless, her social media posts didn't, oh my, what is this? Denigrating people based on their cultural and religious identities are ab, ab oh my abhorrent. God, abhorrent and unacceptable. Wow. Well, well, you know what? She poked the fucking bear because she's been doing this for a really long time. And you know what? I I, I give a, a, a round of applause and a jaunty tip of the hat to Lucasfilm, to Disney for saying, you know what? Enough is enough. Like, because even in the first season when she was in it, she there was a lot of like, what are we doing? Like, how has she not been yeah. kicked off of this yet? Mm -hmm. So you know what? She pushed everybody too far and good for them. Seriously. Honestly, them. this is so bizarre. This entire sequence of yeah. events is so bizarre. And I just want to say, I mean, like tip hat tip to the corporate overlord of Disney. Cause like, yeah, you, you did what you yeah. needed to do. You had yeah. someone for sure. Absolutely. I just want to go back to the statement here. I am going to get to like her leaving the show and I'll talk that about that in a second. But I, I do feel like it's really important to talk about that. What she is doing, she's comparing like religion to a political ideology. And those two right. things aren't the same. No. And what happened to Jewish people <laughs> during the holocaust was not the same as saying don't talk to craig he thinks right. that the president is right like, and that's it, not the same thing and for people that don't know or for people that tune into our podcast like that have never maybe even talked about this or like i don't really understand it like it, it needs to be said that that <laughs> something like that historical event that happened to the jewish people you can't compare you can't compare it to no, no. a political ideology like gina no. did and that it, it is incredibly offensive and, and vile like i just i need to say that out loud and it's yeah. not okay that's, that's great. um and i and and yeah i'll i'll stop there for for the moment um yeah. i think as far as the show goes this is exactly the right thing to do you don't want to be having her like be distracting because nope, star wars right. the like one of the big things about star wars is that it doesn't matter if you're a green alien or if you got two heads yep, or like what what species you are do you do you are you a gaseous spirit that flies a starfighter doesn't matter you're fighting the empire everyone's welcome and yep. gina was everything against that yep, so for sure. i'm very happy 100%. that they made this decision and I can't wait. The other thing I'll say here is that we're going to hear a lot of arguments about free speech in the coming days. And I think it's really important to say that no one's taking away Gina's ability here to talk. She no. will still have a Twitter account yeah. uh, as right now she does of February 10th. Uh, and she can still say all of these things, even yep. if we disagree with them. But just because you have the power to say things doesn't mean that you are free of consequence. Yeah, and right. this is a consequence <laughs> for the actions that happen when you have a platform and so that yep. i'm sure we're going to hear that a lot and i want to make sure i say that now and i think the other thing to keep in mind and then i think we'll we'll, we'll pivot on to 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 the movie no i, I ain't the, pivoting yet i think the other sorry uh i think the other thing that's really important to note is that for years and years and years we have said that corporations are treated in the tax code as people um and i think the issue for me is 
if people have values and they can choose not to participate in things because they're not representative of what they believe, um, that same extension goes to corporations. So let's not go after Disney and say, how dare you fire someone for just exercising her right to free speech? What they're saying is her speech does not match their values and it's time for her to go. Like that, that's all that yep. is. This is, you're not censoring anybody. You're saying, hey, this isn't representative of who we are as a corporation, as a people, as a team. It's not the values that we represent. Time for you to get the fuck out of here. This is this shouldn't even be a free speech discussion. Um, it is. She's not being censored. That it's not like they're taking all of the episodes with her in them down. They're just saying like, hey, going forward, uh, it's best if we part ways for everybody. So yep. I, I hope. Please don't come at me with the free speech conversation. <laughs> Listen, I mean it's bullshit. She, you, 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 you cannot use free speech as a, as a shield to do yeah. what the fuck you want to do and say what the fuck you want to say. You say something disrespectful, great. You put it out there. If I punch you dead in your shit, not Cara Dune or not not Gina Carano, but in general, if I punch you dead in your shit as a reaction to what you said. I mean, that's the consequence of the free speech that you gave. That is free, and so is this ass whooping. That is the, the extreme version of of, right. of this. But obviously, like, you can't. This you obviously don't understand the community that you were making, that you were making content for. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, how yeah. do you not understand? How do you not understand that? And so, I mean, you know, kudos to them for doing that. I'm sure she's going to tweet something and say something oh my gosh, that she yeah. got fired for being discriminated. And this is only going to add fuel to the fire. But when you, here was the other point I was going to make, and then I'll, I'll, I'll did it from here. Um, when you do things like this and you, and you make these comparisons like this, you are trying, to, it, it feels like to me, and, and call me out if I'm wrong, it feels like it, to me an attempt to water down the history and the seriousness of the things that have happened. And they do it with this. But yes. It, it, and you do it with this and you do it with slavery and you say, oh, well, you know, like whatever the case may be, um, this is just like that. No, it's not. not. It's not because nobody is going to kill you. I get your <laughs> quote is saying that, well, this is what it's gearing up to be. No, it's not. Yeah. Like you, this is not the same thing. And you need to know that. And you need to stop spewing because everybody has a following. That's the right. thing that pisses me off. You get these celebrities who say what the fuck they want to say. And then you, they have a million followers who believe in them. Right. Yeah. At, at least a thousand. And that's a thousand right. people you misinformed. Right. Right. Or, or, and, and, and it oftentimes becomes screaming into an echo chamber of all you're doing is getting them riled up. And incensing them into the sense so when a decision is made to remove them from the show or to to remove them from whatever they're appearing in, then the, then the, then now you have to deal with letting everybody know that like no, that's you're trying to minimize their experience and the history of who they are yep. as a people, and that's like I said, intentionally or intentionally, you could just be that's the way your brain is comprehended. Then say that to someone who's sitting in your kitchen with you. Don't post it on Twitter. Right. Don't post it on Instagram. Like if you're having a hard time, find a trusted friend, be like, hey, this feels really similar. And they can be like, no, you're wrong. Just calm down and have a glass of water. Like that you can work that shit out. It, it, yeah, but you're absolutely right, Marcus. You, you and both of y'all need to just shut the fuck up. Now, again, <laughs> to go back to the point about what you can say to a pregnant woman, yeah. just shut the fuck up. You don't shut have to say anything. Up. That's full circle. Damn, um, this is a hell of a news segment. Good yeah, guy. I mean, we still have a movie to get to. Y'all, we the really, that's it. Yeah, we really die. dove into it, but we do have a movie to get to. What's up, everybody? 
We need to take a moment to talk about this week's sponsor. Have you heard about Anchor? You haven't. Let me tell you, it is the easiest way to record a podcast. What makes it so easy? Well, first off, it's free. So right out of the gate, that's a plus. Second, it's got great tools to make creation and editing from your phone or computer super, super smooth and super, super fun. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And finally, it's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you want to make the jump and start your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to our show. Um, This week, the three of us watched The Little Things. Uh, We watched... Watch the little things, um, which is on HBO Max and in theaters where it is available. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give everybody a quick rundown of just some quick fast facts. Then I will kick it over to Marcus to give us his barbershop summary, and then we'll kind of get after it. So really quick, the little things uh, was directed by John Lee Hancock. Uh, He is also the individual who directed the rookie, the blind side and saving Mr. Banks. Um, He is also starring uh, Denzel Washington as Joe Deke Deacon, uh, Rami Malik as Jim Baxter, and Jared Leto as Albert Sparma. Um, the Rotten Tomatoes review of this particular movie uh, is 47% on the tomato meter, which measures critics, but 64% on the audience score. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is that this budget, this movie had a budget of $30 million, and it has since made $7 million to date. Um, but that's kind of where we're at from a, just a quick 20,000 foot perspective. Um, but Marcus, why mm-hmm. don't you give us your barbershop summary of the little thing? I cannot wait, man. So listen, whoo, you get a cop, right? What yep. happens when you mix a cop, a old cop, a new detective and a freaky boy, you get this movie. <laughs> yeah. This is what happened. You get, <laughs> you get the Joker, the equalizer. And you get John Q or the or whoever. Yep. Anyway, this is what happened. Rami Malik. These motherfuckers get that acting. Freddie Mercury is a new detective. Okay. So Freddie Mercury is a, is a new detective who replaced John Q when he got fired and had a heart attack, right? And so John Q is he gets invited to go back to LA to his old working spot because they gotta prove some crime wrong. You know what I mean? So they gotta prove some shit wrong in his little district and end up running into his replacement. His replacement is trying to is is a terrible replacement because they got four to six murdered females. Yeah. Okay. Four to six murdered females with no answers. Okay. So without following any real rules and regulations, apparently this motherfucker Deacon just is interfering with the case up and down, up and goddamn down. Yeah. Okay. He didn't get invited on. He just decided to stay his happy hips in a hooker hotel and then go buy some clothes <laughs> from a thrift store, call himself a detective and run around with a gun and a badge demanding answers from the city. Who the fuck? They, and that was just giving him all yeah. the information he was asking for. Yeah. So then they go through and you get to sit two hours for an unsolved case. Ta-da! Because it's just like you watch this movie and there's a whole lot of talking. There's this point where this guy's looking at films and he's murdering people and he gets hard from deaths and murders and he gets his dick hard off of people dying. And then there's this point that Deacon is seeing angels or demons or something in the room. And then you find out, oh, fuck, he shot that girl. And then they framed the murder. The whole department is just corrupt because, oh, my God, damn. And then Rami Malek got a family. And, and he obviously has gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs about <laughs> the end of this movie. Yeah. So essentially, 
That's essentially the little things. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's a great synopsis. Uh, I I completely agree. Um, I also love how you just interchanged the characters. Uh, yeah, played. I was like, wait, what movie is this again? <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, that's a great synopsis. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of crazy town up and down from uh, from start to finish. But let's get into it. Let's break it down. Um, gentlemen, what did you all think was good about this particular movie? Brian, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, so I, the movie is strange. I need to say that out loud. Yeah. And as we get into things and the spoilers and everything like that, it's a, I, I want to give the piece of history that this movie was written in the 90s. So... Mm-hmm. It, and it is filmed with it being the 90s. This film takes place in 1990. Does it? Uh, it? That is what it says at the beginning of the movie. However, I what I will that. And however, what I will say is, and I'll get to this in the bad. Yeah. Is <laughs> outside it might be 1990, but in that fucking police station, it's 2010. It. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk more about that. Uh, in any case, so it just it has this really good 90s cop vibe. Like yeah. that is a good thing. If you really like 90s cop movies, like even yeah. a little bit of Lethal Weapon, even a little bit of Die Hard, like even a little bit of that seven, yeah. like it has those vibes for you. And it, it that is enjoyable. It's an enjoyable watch. I enjoyed watching this movie because it's these really good cop mystery vibes of like, I don't know where this is going. I don't know how that relates. Trying to track down evidence. Like it's a really good two hour morsel of mystery and and yep. you do get to the end of that case is how I will refer to the ending. And I'm sure we'll all talk about the ending. I think the other thing that I really liked uh, about this was I, I did enjoy from a visual cinematic point, I enjoyed the use of negative space in oh, sure. how they framed the shots and had the environment tell a lot of the story. Yep. Um, there are some instances in this movie where they tell instead of show, but I would say for a good three quarters of this movie, there are just some beautiful just shots that illustrate this is the environment telling the story, whether it is an abandoned floor of a three story building. And yeah. why is that important? And why is it abandoned? And why is there one chair there? Like it's yeah. those types of things that as a vis- as someone that really enjoys visual mediums, it speaks a lot to it. And uh, even how they use negative space with how they introduce Jared Leto's character. Yeah. Um, the scene that still sticks with me is they're like, we're looking for this, this repair guy. I don't know. Haven't seen him. And they both leave and the shot stays uh, on this weird open doorway. And just Jared Leto just, leans back into the shot in the doorway and it's like is that Jared Leto and then they move on and it's wonderfully done from a visual perspective (laughs) like that's something I should care about I don't know it's kind of silly wait wait a minute um so those are the two things I will say that are are good it's the vibes just the general atmosphere they have going on it's really well done the cinematic nature of most of the shots having negative space and having the environment tell those stories and showing those stories as opposed to just telling us most of the time so those were the good things that popped out to me about this movie yeah for sure uh marcus uh what jumped out to you is uh, something that you enjoyed about this movie um I, I will agree with everything that brian said so far especially the, about the shots and the cinematic shots especially one they were driving on the freeway highway um mm-hmm. at one point in the movie and the lights were reflective off of um 
off of Denzel Washington's car or yeah. something was reflecting off of his reflect. And I really like that shot. Um, <clears throat> one of the other things I like, I just think that your casting yeah. was on point. Um, your your lead you have to have three I'll say two and a half because Leto's lead is kind of weird but like yeah. to have these two and a half three big leads in a film and getting them to share the screen time where you can't really say that this is a Denzel movie or a Rami movie or yeah. a Leto yep. movie I think is really impressive it's it, it says a lot about your script and the balance that um comes into it because it's not like it, nobody really overtook the film for me a lot um it was it seemed like pretty well balanced so i'll say that sure. um <clears throat> it's it's there's some good stuff in here yeah um, I'll, I'll be honest i was on adderall when i watched it and i enjoyed it so i i enjoyed it because i was actually like paying attention but i was doing something else not just straight watching it i was like it. trying to fix up some things and and you know do other things but every once in a while like i'm paying attention to what's sure going on um i like this the plot i like the storyline of mm -hmm. why what brings yeah. everybody together and how they all interact together so sure. i will say that I'll, I'll say that and they yeah. took their time to put this movie together two for hours sure. is is hefty but i feel like for the story that they were trying to get across i get why you needed it to be two hours because anything sure. else would have mm -hmm. felt kind of like oh okay i don't really know what was going on so sure mm -hmm. um what about you Doug? i completely agree with what you all have said and, and i just kind of want to boost some of those things i especially want to boost um the acting in this um, I thought it was really well done. I thought uh, the casting choices that they made just top to bottom were really well done. Oh, I think yeah. the other thing that I, I really appreciate is I appreciate when um, directors and producers and movies like try to actually hire people to play parts that make that story indicative of the time period. Um, like I appreciated that um, the uh, mortician, not mortician, um, the criminal investigator who worked at the morgue um, was an African-American woman. Like I appreciate, cause they could have very easily done like they very easily could have whitewashed this and made oh, it yeah. just like, Oh, that whole police force is white, but they didn't. Um, and so I, I just, I appreciate having your your actors match and reflect the area in which the movie is set and the time period in which it's supposed to be taking place um i thought those were some really good choices i also think some of the suspense that they built up um was pretty good like i appreciated um yes. you know like anytime those those dead women showed up i had a little bit of a jump like oh shit mm -hmm. like they, like who is mm -hmm. that so mm -hmm. i do appreciate some of the jumps and some of the thriller elements of this particular movie um but yeah, just top to bottom, the shots were really well put together. Um, the acting and casting choices were well done. And and again, I think I think there's a good movie here. I think that's it's worth um, not to get too far ahead of ourselves. I think it's worth watching. Um, I do, however, have some things um, that I didn't necessarily care for, um, and I'm just gonna launch into them. Okay. And I and I'm gonna have to talk about it. It's it's the <clears throat> set design, and I and I and I'm gonna mention this. There's no, no fucking way that mm. that police station on the interior was 1992 <laughs> i'm sorry like i am not an arch i'm not an architect i am not an interior designer but just looking at the way that the light bulbs work and the like the way that that whole office is adorned talk to bottom like go back and watch lethal weapon one or two oh, yeah or even three and you're gonna see like that's what a police station looks like it does not look like that in 1992 the outside does the inside does not and it just 
it just irked me to no end. Brittany even said this. So Brittany and I watched this together. Brittany, Brittany said to me, um, she goes, oh, my God, there's no way that police station is in, in the 1990s. And she actually had to yeah. ask me what decade we were in. And I was like, oh, we're no. in 1990, like, but not inside. <laughs> so I mean, that's, that's the first thing that just irked me to no end. You, that's really interesting you said that because specifically the windows in that the the windows yes. the, the clear windows when they were up when Rami was up speaking um oh, yeah. <clears throat> and addressing the 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 reporters yeah. i just felt like that was almost felt more futuristic than anything else yes uh i did not notice this entire film was supposed to be based in the 90s so Brian you saying that it gets why okay everybody's kind of driving an older car but i kind of just tossed that up to oh they're in this part of the city that is just yeah. more so just throwback vehicles or something like uh -huh. what they were interested in. Wait yeah. a minute. I need to hang on a second. So did watching this movie, were you like wondering like, wow, why aren't they using like their cell phones to like call each other? Absolutely. I was, wondering, <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait a minute. Why is this motherfucker at a pay phone? And he keeps calling from a payphone. I was like, okay, well maybe they just want to get it off the books or old cop methods. And I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I, this is not a critique because, like, throughout the entire movie, it feels like the only way they knew or they were able to set that it was the '90s, it was like cars, so old cars, like right. just like you said. Everything else, though, I swear, I will go back, and I'm pretty sure there's like a T-Mobile LED sign in the background of Probably. one of the shots, and I was like, wait a minute, and then they moved on. And but so it just felt like they only did it with cars. Also, the pool at the end, Rami Malik's pool at the end. Right. There yeah. is no way that is no, a 90s, 90s pool, design. No. That is incredibly no, modern no. with like a little waterfall and like. Also, no. by the way, that man is not. <laughs> he is a detective. There's no, no way he can fuck, afford that. Out, not even in that the salary. 90s, especially not when you ain't solving no damn cases. I don't understand how you got that damn house. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, unless yeah. you got like a great inheritance. But in any case, I I needed to ask that question. Question mark is because I was like, I, I need to know where he falls on this. Oblivious. I also have one other thing that I, mm. and I'll turn over to you two to kind of give your bad. And I'm going to spoil it. So this is a spoiler alert. Like, just so real quick, if you want to watch this, stop. You right should have been stopped. Well, you, know mean, you should have stopped. You, you might have, but you could have missed it. But if you didn't miss it, and <laughs> so just really quick. Yeah. So, so we're, so can we talk about how Denzel is a dirty cop again? I mean, we talk about I was going to talk about this white woman what I would park. change. But yeah, go ahead. Go I mean, do it. He just shot this white girl in the park. Like, we're going to talk about that for a second. Like he, he up until this black, point, it would have been an uproar. Right, right. Up until this point, he's you, you're seeing him as such a good cop. He's doing yeah. all the investigation. I mean, he's doing all of the legwork and he's clearly emotionally invested in this. But I just I feel like there's got to be a better way to convey the reason for that level of invo yeah. emotional investment on his behalf mm -hmm. than, oh, he shot somebody mm -hmm. and they looped her in as one of the third victims. Like I just there's a part of me that just I was like I, I, in my notes, I was like, Denzel's dirty again. Like, it's just one of those <laughs> things of like, I feel like you could have. I just feel like there's a better choice there. There's got to be a better choice in there somewhere. And it just bugged me that you're going to waste all this time, energy and effort of casting a fantastic like a uh, black lead only to the very end showing that that's what happened. Now, I know it was framed as a mistake, but it still bugged me. I don't know why, but it still I bugged me. I, th I think from my perspective, when I was watching the movie, um, 
this movie was it was obviously it's clearly not about the actual murder which is the thing right. that i yep. think fucks this movie up for me is one of my yeah. bads is yep. you set this up for me to you set the your beginning scene sets up this mm-hmm. thing okay it sets oh. up this moment right right but the rest of your movie detours away from that right i mean even to the point where the young lady at the beginning then spots Leto again, just for it to then turn out not to be him at all. So, so the other, the, my thing was with, as far as the Denzel story, I guess for me, then it turned into, okay, so maybe the actual story was Denzel's manipulation of Rami. Right. Or was, but then not because of how the movie ended. So then it's like, I don't yeah. understand what you wanted me to get from this. Right. It, it so I didn't put this in any category. Like I don't think it's good, bad, or anything. I would change, but the movie has an ambiguous ending. Like it's just there's nothing. Yeah. Was it ambiguous? I mean, I I guess it was. I guess we can we can do this now. So I felt it was ambiguous because I, I feel like there are many things in the case that point to Jared Leto being the killer. Mm-hmm. Um, when Denzel gets into his apartment, he finds those false teeth. He finds that hidden compartment with all of the murders. He yep. has that, that, uh, that red room, the, the photo development yeah. um, area, uh, which just does, it, it doesn't pass a vibe check for me. Um, and just like, not just things, not adding up. Like yeah. he, he's a weird dude. And I'm not saying that's the reason you're a serial killer, yeah. but those two other things are circumstantial and can, can get you there. And they give you those elements because the coroner's like, well, these bite marks don't match up. And yep. you're like, oh, but I saw these false teeth. And so like, I feel like that's the way they want us to go, but they never say for certain it was him. And then Denzel wants to push yep. Rami Malek's character thinking that they found the guy to by sending her the red barrette. But we don't really know if Jared Leto was just a weird dude. Right. Or if he was the killer. I, I think he was, but it's never confirmed. I thought that he was not the killer and that he just really. So this for me, which is very interesting. You said that for me, this movie ended with Rami becoming Denzel and the way that he's going to be haunted. Well, it ended with oh, Rami sure. could have been Denzel because Denzel realized I almost yes. turned this person into me. So then in order to prevent that, Denzel went and bought the red beret. And he sent the Red Beret to make him feel justified in killing Jared Leto. But at the end, I felt like that, oh, fuck, maybe Jared Leto didn't do anything and was just a creepy fuck that was just fucking with the police. Because he said, I was just fucking with the police. And he could have had the same sexual attraction or same sexual freaky whatever freaky deaky stuff that was yeah kink there we go the same kink that the killer actually has yeah well and he has the same the other thing too he has the same beer that that is at the scene of the crime that is in his fridge too which is also apparently like a fight club easter egg too i was looking this up the other day but really yeah like apparently he does that in fight club i didn't know he was in fight club to the point though like I agree with you, Marcus. Oh. It definitely felt like Deke Denzel Washington's character was like, "No, I don't want you to go down the same path I did." Just, yeah, you you got him. Here's the red beret. We're yeah. done. Yay! You know, and then he yeah. has to live with everything. And I don't know, Doug. We Marcus I and I are having both, this back though. and forth. What did you think of the ending here? I I think based on, and this is I think the thing that that bothered me is I think I again I, I like the movie. I think the thing that bothered me is that I wanted there to be a payoff. Where 
if you're going to have a movie about two people who come together from different parts of the tracks or different parts of the history, and they're going to solve a murder together, they need to solve the murder. And they, you know what I mean? And they didn't. They basically said like all of that investigation, all of that time where Denzel finds the, the chair in the warehouse across from the, where the woman lived, all of that, like he broke into the house and find that all that evidence, it didn't matter because all that happened is he got beaten the head with a a shovel and then buried. And I get that that's the storytelling, but for me, you, 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 spent so much time creating evidence trails and creating details and putting things like the beer cans was the audience paying attention. It's like all of those details were one big red herring to the payoff of, by the way, I just slapped him in the face with a shovel. and (laughs) The character interactions is a problem for me. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Go ahead. I'll, I'll start with the captain and Deke. When they interact with each other, you're like, oh, my God, maybe they really got into it. And maybe some shit like Deke really must have slept with his wife or something. (laughs) Come to find out at the end, they're all in on this mistake that happened. Right. And so then I had to ask myself, well, why are you so mad at him? But the but the the lady who was cutting the bodies open, she is not Flo. She is not mad at Denzel. She's not mad at Denzel. The the chief is pissed off at Denzel. Um, didn't what what is the story here? Right. I understand if you're having a movie where multiple stories are being told at once from multiple character perspectives, then you're gonna have to give me a little bit more. Of that, I just feel like the interactions were just kind of some of them just seemed off, and I just didn't even Rami and Deke when they first met, he didn't like it. Yeah, all it took was one moment for him to flip the switch and be like, Now he's on this case with me, giving me inside information. Like, wait, what? I didn't like him when he wasn't helping me, but now that he's helping me, he's my man. Like, I just I don't understand. I just, yeah, that that was weird. I missed that part. That was weird for sure. I I don't know. it's complicated. This movie's such a hard. It it's is so hard to get a pulse on this movie about how I yeah, feel about it. I'm gonna true. say that out loud. Like, I actually don't even know what score I'm gonna give this. Like, towards the end of our review here, that's yeah. like how up in the air I am. And I guess one of the things that was hard for me. So let me go back to what you were saying, Doug. I didn't mind the ambiguity. I didn't mind that the whole movie's like, let's find the kill. Just kidding. This movie's about two police officers covering for each other. <laughs> like that. And, and the movie ended, and I'm like, this is like unintentionally a really good example of like why you should abolish the police. Like, I like I just I don't know how you got here, but like you just laid out a three fictional. of like why the police shouldn't be the way they are and i don't know if that's your intent but that is absolutely the impact because you strip away that whatever the mystery element is Mm -hmm. and that's your core story it is deke being like i messed up hey good to see y'all i gotta do this thing for work and then this guy's like i'm having a tough time with work can you help me okay but i screwed up okay i don't care help me anyway to do this thing at work and then essentially they just cover for each other for doing bad things. Right. And then the movie ends. Like yeah. those are like the main, that's like the most cut and dry way I could mm-hmm. do that. The most unexciting way I could describe this movie. Yeah. Um, And I feel like that's a very divisive way to go with your movie. Like, mm-hmm. and for like, for those people that have watched seven, I feel like seven delivers on that mystery element what you were saying doug like seven top to bottom a fantastic mystery thriller 
and mm -hmm. it, like it it does yeah. that well like i feel like seven does that well and i feel like this movie was like okay what if it's seven but like instead of them solving a murder it's just two cops being dirty yeah i feel like that's the pitch and it, it didn't i don't know i don't think it lived up to the expectation that it had and jared leto I, I see i see that entirely i think what happens is, is there's no defining moment until you get to an hour and 38 <laughs> minutes in where it deviates yeah, it okay. spends the first hour and a half essentially saying we're a, we're we are a murder investigation thriller cold case style movie and a minute and an hour 38 surprise it's actually about two people covering for one another it just <laughs> right. seems like an incredible right turn to take when you've spent all that time getting us invested into what's happening to the mm -hmm. to the murder it's, it's just and again it's again again it's not bad i i think it's the acting in it again makes watching it worth it like yes. watching leto's acting i mean jesus man like he's he yep. he acted really 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 great. He in got this. three goats in a room. Oh my god! Three, gosh. Yeah. three goats I, in one room. Yeah. Let me and let me jump in on this, and then I will shut up. I promise. Like yeah. the like that interrogation scene. It mm -hmm. is worth it to watch this movie. It is not like the movie has pretty good shots and cinematography and and setups throughout. I don't know what happened with this scene, but like they rushed it, but also yeah. didn't get it pictured right but and didn't right. Set, i don't know the right way to say it but basically you have these three people that are at the top of their game this movie has incredible performances mm -hmm. and then like you rush this interrogation mm -hmm. with this guy who's like obviously trying to play with the cops and i just feel like i guess i want to know why that decision was made because mm -hmm. maybe they were trying to convey something that just didn't get there but it's like you're rushing this really good like character chewing scene chewing mm -hmm. action and then it all stops so fast because denzel pushes him up against a wall and you then know what i think like, it is brian they, i think they, it's that they shot it in an interrogation room you think that's it though I, I i think the problem is is that like when you're on a set you can frame that a lot different but they are on top of one another and getting yeah. in the way of shots and like you said playing with that space but it all looks really really cramped in there yeah, and there's only tiny. so many times that you can yeah. really draw that scene out in an eight by eight room that's true so, i mean i think if it's a different i think if they're shooting that in a set or if you want to go for the realism because obviously this director by doing the blind side and saving mr right. banks he prefers <laughs> things to look as real as possible which yeah, i don't know the blind side he proved that yeah i know how he did that yeah but you know what i mean like he's shooting it on a football <laughs> field you could have <laughs> cut to footage from the camera covering it right you know what I mean? You could have been a little bit more creative in how you told that and drew that story out. Um, I completely agree. I, that that felt really, really rushed. And I think all that did is it made me one. It made me see why Leto, the Joker, we're gonna get from Zack Snyder and Justice League is going to be interesting. Yeah. The other thing that makes me really, I mean, just some of the lines that he has in that. I mean, when he says when someone passes him that packet of information he goes is that for me i mean that's mm -hmm. somebody who's teetering on the edge of their own sanity mm -hmm. like that was acted really well and you're right it was like well we threw it all away oh and come to find it didn't even matter him being there because <laughs> she identified him and uh from from the elevator like right this is just cops doing a shitty job. Like that's just, I mean, <laughs> welcome to watching the little things subtitle cops doing a shitty job. I like mean, that's just, 
her job was to stay with the witness. Yeah. And then this guy comes up. He goes, by yeah. the way, I got your tax paperwork. She's like, let's go look at it now. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like, okay. he oh, said, white, stay white fired up on Black History Month by the police. huh? Stay <laughs> there. Right. Just stay there. Like, so she did only have one job. She had one job. Stay there. And, yeah. and even the ending, the ending for me. The ending of the FBI now coming in oh, and yeah. being like, here was the bow that they put on this movie. We don't know if he did it or not, but the FBI agent says, yeah, all that information is just safe to assume we start from square one. Excuse me? <laughs> so you just scrap everything and right. start the fuck over? Right. That doesn't sound like police work to me. Mm, I, I mean nope. I, and the guy couldn't find the stolen vehicle he didn't know that the vehicle was stolen uh, yeah that it was right. called as stolen what that's right he abandons well yeah. don't they say he abandons the v i can't remember how they, they pull in they, one they of this, they pull this like van yeah he abandoned it right and he asked the guy he asked the other cop well did it was it reported stolen he said nope then Rami says, we'll bring that motherfucker in. <laughs> so they bring it in, search it up and down. They ask him again. And Leto tells him it was reported stolen. Your guy didn't do the research. Rami then goes and tells Denzel it was Pops reported stolen. Job. This guy did not do the. He didn't. Yep. He missed it. Yep. 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 Oh, you. Oh, you forgot to log that phone call about the stolen vehicle. <laughs> Cops doing a shitty job. Just, it just feels like all y'all motherfuckers need to be fired or arrested because y'all are obviously helping the murderer get away with this shit. Right. There was a while there that I thought like just toward like when he was seeing the victims, I was like, mm -hmm. Denzel's the murderer. Like I there was That's a serious there was a serious moment I... where I was like, Denzel has killed these poor women and he's yeah. just hidden deep undercover. So I so the ending, I was like. Is Rami Malik the murderer? I like, yep. thought that too. Is that like together. he drew him out and we all think he's the prey, but he's the predator. And then we got a really boring sequence of him digging holes. And that yeah. was a that was a right turn yeah. I didn't expect. But I was, I'll be honest, I was I was on pins and needles that entire time of the finale. Uh, mm -hmm. of him just digging holes and i'm like when is jared leto gonna kill him like the, like the, right, this is where it goes i i and my thought was when is denzel gonna show up and kill him right oh yeah. fair. i wrote in my notes i said with an hour 38 in my bet is denzel kills leto then two lines later oh my god i did not see that coming <laughs> at all I, like I, yeah yeah i'll be I honest mean, i didn't either so i mean it's I just, <clears throat> go ahead Marcus. it just it, it just feels it feels like if this this movie feels like the director had written three different endings and recorded all of them, and then we got this one because I feel like they're in somewhere in there it was like, yeah, but you know what? Just pull pull an ending out of the hat, everybody, and we'll decide which one we're gonna go with. Well, and it turns out that nobody's the killer. We won't solve the murder, and you're gonna die. All right, let's roll it, film it, let's go. Meanwhile, like the set designer is like. Fuck! It's just like I did all of this work for you to just bury this man in the desert. I dug a real God, hole. God damn, damn it! it. The poor like, set director. I mean, so something mad. happened there. Like, wait, you want nineties? What? I don't have budget for that. I got nineties oh, cars. I don't have nineties yeah. interior. You know, I was born in two thousand. I don't really know what's going on here. Like, Probably. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I. Like the, the thing too, and, and this, I don't know. I feel so ambiguous. I think like, that's the weird thing. Like this movie has an ambiguous ending. And it's like, how do you feel about it? It's like, well, I don't know. Cause the other thing about this is like the ending, it's almost like, 
It's almost a little bit of a ripoff of Seven. I know this is like the third time I've mentioned this movie. That movie also ends, though, in like a wide open desert field yeah. as well. So I don't know. I, I just keep I gotta, thinking of the movie Seven, and I don't know if that's good or bad. I got to be honest with you. As much as I love Jared Leto in this. Right. Jared Leto is playing Kevin Spacey in uh, Seven. Well, there you go. Oh, boy. I take everybody. He's I, I I firmly believe that it's really easy to draw like the connection and the line between those two characters. He's taking his own interpretation oh, yes. with it. He's taking his own interpretation with it, but I think he watched I think he watched Kevin Spacey play John Doe in seven yep. and went, That's my inspiration. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. especially the part where, like, you know especially that part in the desert where he's like, well, you got to think about it. Well, maybe that's not right. Like he's clearly like <laughs> yeah. toying with him and it's the whole thing. So, right. Right. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't review know. As much like this movie ambiguous as fuck, because to be honest, I'm a yeah. Ryan. I don't know what to really, I enjoyed it in the moment um, yeah. because I enjoyed yeah. the art of storytelling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I get it. I would have enjoyed it better if I would have known, my mind was so just so fucking caught up on solving the murder. Yes, so I, mine was if, too. If we're if if we can, I would like to move us forward into things that we would fix. For yeah. sure. No, yeah. I think that's good. Like I and I also want to say, like, I think that was like that was a feature, not a bug of the movie. And I mm -hmm. don't know yeah. how I feel about that either, Marcus. Like I want to call that out. Like obviously it's very much like solve the murder, and then it's mm -hmm. like how you react to not solving the murder, I feel like is directly correlated to how you feel about this Absolutely, Absolutely. Because that was the only thing I was caught up on. So I feel yeah. like here's how I would end the movie. If I could yeah. direct it. Do it. Okay. Here's how we do it. All we right. run the whole movie the same way up until, I mean, up until pretty much the ending. Yeah. Up until the ending where they're digging the holes. And I'll have this moment where Rami is actually getting, sorry, that Leto is actually getting Rami to dig is essentially dig his own grave and he just doesn't know it yet okay so so rami is digging these holes looking for the body but leto is really actually having him dig his own he's, he's having him dig his own grave yeah so they'll go and there'll be this moment where rami does the same exact thing and hits jared leto and kills him out of frustration yep rami starts to panic as rami starts panicking denzel pulls up and does the same exact thing you need to do this this and this and follow exactly what i'm saying they yeah. do it. The end of the movie will run it the exact same all the way up until the very end. The okay. end where Denzel is burning everything. I will still show that Denzel bought a red beret. But at the end end of the movie, when they go back to Leto's house, I will show a red beret on the floor that yeah. he left behind. So, so it is more so that Denzel covered for him and doesn't believe that Leto did it. And Rami is going to believe that Leto did it, but Leto actually did it. And then that's how I end the movie. So, so it's almost like he missed it in the in that little cubby that he was in. Yeah. He and missed it's a it shot to the cubby the that. Okay, yeah. Because out mean, of all the stuff that. you packed up, imagine that being the one thing that you missed, and that being the one thing that could have solved the murder. It would have been a cherry on top for this movie to be like, this was the thing that could have proved he did it. Yeah. And Denzel in all of his in all of his trying to fix things and cover things up, missed the one That's thing that could have gave them both peace. I like that. And then you just end the movie. Yeah. I like that I a lot. Really? I, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That would have closed everything up. And I, and I would have liked that. I would have loved that. 
I think the one thing as I was thinking of the things I would do differently, I would take that scene where they're investigating the first set of three murders. I would have that be instead of the chase in the middle of the night um, at the diner with the Mm. girl, I would have that be the callback and it flashes as he hears something in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's Denzel waking up, you know, and reliving that nightmare because it her, that information that she had could have been told and created a little bit more suspense and drama when they find her and bring her in and someone's sitting down with her and she's recounting her story. Then there's a little bit like yeah. a, oh, my God, this mm-hmm. they we, fa- we found somebody who was a witness. No way. Bring her in. We want to talk to her. And then you flash that scene out in the desert where she's able to get away. Because then as I'm, as an audience member, I'm like, well, this is it. This is what nails him. Yep. And then the, the tragedy of having it all thrown away because her, her, what her ID is corrupted. All of that is different. I just, I think there's a better lead in. I love that closing Marcus. I love that. I Thank think you. also the, the lead in could be good too, yeah. of like this whole idea of what if you flash back to when he was in his prime and they're investigating the first set of three, mur- the first set of three murders. And it's, he goes in and right before he shoots, you do that flash white and he wakes up and his alarm goes off and he's mm-hmm. in his house. It was, it was awkwardly placed. Yeah. These reveal, the reveals were very awkwardly yeah. placed yeah. at times. So I like that. I like that addition to it. I feel like that kind of pushes the movie in a different mm-hmm. way. Yep. For sure. Uh, Brian, wow. what would you change? Wow. I y'all, y'all are hitting it on all cylinders, by the way. (laughs) So I just want to put that out there. I work with some great folks here. Uh, I think you flirt with me. (laughs) (laughs) No, those are really good ideas and way better than the thing I'm going to suggest. So I will close this out here. But I think for me, I I'm going to keep the ending. Like if you enjoy the ambiguity, that's for you. If you don't, then you're not going to enjoy it. That's fine. I think for me though, like, I think we can get, we can get a little bit going here. Um, and I Doug, it's a, it's along your lane, um, of just kind of starting the movie just in a little bit of a different way. And I guess for me, I would take out that semi sequence. Like it is very suspenseful, Mm -hmm. but I don't, not necessary. It doesn't add anything for me. Nope. And it just kind of takes a veer away. And what I would do is I would start with like no explanation. I would start in the coroner's office and yeah. have that conversation towards the end of the movie where she's like, look, it, I'm going to say it was stab wounds and I'm never doing this again. Mm-hmm. And then just start on Denzel's path oh, and just shit. be like, what? And then like, so and maybe people put it together where it's like, oh, Denzel did something. Or maybe people are like, oh, Denzel saw something like yeah. leave that part a little bit and amb- like ambiguous. But then Lean you get to the, the end ambiguity. of the movie and it's like, dude, like this yeah. is what's driving you. And maybe that's too on the nose, maybe for what like mm. they were going for here. But I just feel like it speeds up a little bit because that tension and suspension doesn't add anything for me at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a short film before the actual movie starts and it just didn't add substance to the main thesis of this film which is just denzel dealing with the mistake that he made and then trying to put the rami malik character on a better path it just doesn't Mm -hmm. flow into that yeah that's i really like that actually brian yeah that was good brian oh you also don't need two hours 
No, I, you, this you movie doesn't need to be two hours. This movie. No, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's a thing. And we, we could talk about this some other time, but I don't know if that's a thing where streaming feels like they can give us two hours because people will that's sit and watch point. it. Yeah. But this didn't need to be two hours. No, I feel like maybe that's part of the problem is it's too long for the story that you're trying to tell. If it was yeah. a short, if it's yeah. an hour for the same with the same ambiguous ending with the same the same edits, but squeeze it into an hour, right? Yeah, maybe this movie would have hit differently and I would have been like, let me watch it again because maybe I missed something. Then I'm more invested. Two hours in, at one point I hit the button just to see how far I was in and was like, like, this this one felt long. Was it it when they got to the bridge? Was it It when Rami? That that was exactly when they got, because I was like, okay, this feels like it was a scene before that. It feels like, okay, this is a turning point. Yes. And they got to the bridge. And usually in movies, when you get to a scene with like a lot of daylight, (laughs) you're like, okay, they're still trying to get me to see this is an ongoing thing and not. Um, not trying to wrap it up anytime soon. So, just uh, another interesting point. Also, the interaction with his ex-wife unnecessary. Cut that whole shit out. Oh my hey, gosh! What the, fuck? the what most the point of that George no Lucas goofy editing. No yeah, Andy's got a at... spouse and they don't get along. Why well, is that relevant? It's but... important for him. <laughs> They do this thing of like, what? I don't think those two people, I don't think Denzel and that actress were actually together. Like, I right. think they they filmed Denzel being mad or, you know, disappointed. Or awkward as fuck. And then they're like, okay, let's go. And then they got the actors like stand in front of here and, and tell this person to go away. Like, because nothing connected I mean, there. I it su- was totally unnecessary. I, I totally. suppose the angle, I suppose the angle is trying to show how at one point in time, Denzel was exactly like Rami. Like, I I suppose that but that's meeting them like more than halfway but it definitely brian it has this vibe of hey denzel come here a second (laughs) this is the actress she's playing your wife what is this scene about no no she's your (laughs) wife in this and it's important for you does this connect to anything no No, just read it does not uh it's very 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 subtexty uh but be mad when she walks away all right man and also mention the two daughters you ain't never talked to and was like (laughs) you don't know anything about like and people I and I do I like and I'll finish up with this but like people criticize George Lucas for being like these actors don't talk to each other on the same screen like it's so hollow and I was like yeah dude like I don't know why you felt the need to like go out of your way to get this like super just brittle interaction you got denzel giving it as all by the way i want to point out <laughs> yeah. denzel is doing the thing like is oh, he, yeah. he is someone at work and and the boss just said i need you to do this project this this won't add anything it's just busy work okay well we're gonna shoot in three and he's just like oh okay i guess I'm like that was 100%. the vibe i got yeah i yeah. think if you're gonna and i think again i think if you're gonna if you're gonna make the connection how uh rami malik's character and denzel washington's character are supposed to be traveling down the same path if that's the argument and again i can i can see that connection trying to be made Mm -hmm. you need to give them equal time and we got a lot of time of denzel we got a lot of time of um rami malik's character with his wife and kids and this one random (laughs) surprise i showed up interaction isn't enough to make me be like yeah, he was a real loving dad. Like I right. just all we heard was you didn't have time for us. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, goodbye. Like that's it just well, didn't it just wasn't enough. And it just me. goes back to like have the the visuals tell that story. Yeah, like, you yeah. don't need Denzel yeah. to be like, I haven't seen my daughters. Like, no, like <laughs> he's got a picture and he's sad and it's crumpled. Like, at least use that trope to shortcut it. And there's not even that. 
Also, last can we thing. Talk, they were also trying to they were trying to humanize Denzel before villainizing Denzel. Yes, right? that's mm-hmm. what it felt like. It was them showing his de- him fighting these demons, and he's got to solve the mystery, and he cares so much because he's drunk in a hotel trying to figure it out, just to find out you the reason she got shot. Really, technically, <laughs> only that one girl should be haunting you because you killed that one girl. Yeah, that's you true. killed her. I don't know why the other two are in the room if they just friends and just like, girl, I'm gonna go with you when you go haunt them. But like that, <laughs> the, the other ones, you shot the one. Like so, they tried yeah. to really humanize him. Yeah. Like, oh, he was a good daddy. You know, he had seven heart attacks before then. Bitch, you shot somebody. You should be fired. You should be out of here. Thank you. Yeah. Police is like, fucking up. Yep. Yep. Police is fucking up. Police is fucking up. I mean, that's, that is the movie. Like the like, that the is movie. the that, movie. That's what the whole movie feels yeah, like. Little that's things. the premise of this whole thing. The little, little things. things. The little things that the cops fuck up with. Yep, that's right. The little things the cops didn't do. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, gentlemen, this, I mean, it's available. This movie is available via HBO Max. Listen, don't yep. pull my black ass over. They the ones that said this shit about the police, okay? I was going to say that like Marcus. I'm the one that going to get the I repercussions can't. of all this movie. I can't. I can't <laughs> like, oh, wait. you the one on that little podcast, huh? Yeah, yeah I heard you. I'm, I'm sorry. Want, I don't know. I, I don't know those two men. <laughs> I what I want is I want a Dave Chappelle style scene where you're sitting in the passenger seat and we're both oh, listening to the podcast and they just interrogate you. And yeah, that's it. So you let them say this, huh? I am not responsible for my two white cohorts, <laughs> sir. I don't know what you want me to say here. And then me shouting, "Yeah, you fucking up!" Like yeah. just making it worse. <laughs> just making it worse. And then he asked me to step out the car, sir. Can you step out the car? I didn't. You even can say go it. home. You step you out of the car. <laughs> Oh man, uh, this this racism is tearing the country yeah, apart. But but this joke. So this oh. movie is uh, available via HBO Max. It's also in theaters in some places. Gentlemen, is this worth uh, our time? Is it worth the price of admission? Um, how would you rate this movie? Interesting, Brian. You first. I. Is it worth your time? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I went on like a 20 minute, we were talking about it for 20 minutes of what stuff didn't work, but I'm going to go back to what I liked about this movie. If you really want a nineties vibe mystery, yes. Like this movie is for you. You will enjoy it. I don't know if you will enjoy the end, but some people (laughs) like that ambiguity. And for that, I would recommend it, especially at this price. Like this is a, a movie that would have released or is released in theaters and you're getting it for an HBO subscription Mm -hmm. price that's really hard to beat so yep. yeah that's true that's true marcus okay i'm gonna take a different approach is it worth the time if you were to have me sit in a movie theater for two hours to watch this movie no okay to allow me to digest mm. this film at home yes okay fair huh. um i think that i think that it your environment matters how you are digesting this film if i have to sit in a it's tenant you made me sit in the movie theater for Tenet. Yeah. If I was at home, I would have enjoyed that movie a lot better. Sure, that's fair. So I just feel like I would have been able to actually dive into it. So being at home, I think it's, an, it's a nice little film for you to, not, I don't want to say little, <laughs> it's a nice film for you to like pass the time into if you really want to just get into it. You like crime movies and shit like that and you just like a, a mental thriller or something with suspense and you don't know what the fuck is going to happen, watch it. For yeah. sure, watch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 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 Um, I, I, so here's here's my thought with it. 
I think that this movie is an excellent character piece. I think the three leads, you know, the three highest bill leads of of Leto and Malik and oh, Washington, yeah. I think they both bring it for that. I think all three of them bring it for this. Right. So I think watching them really express these characters because like brian mentioned like even a part that we said wasn't necessarily like good or it didn't make sense they still brought 110 percent to that scene so i think if you are someone who likes denzel washington for his acting and you are really curious at watching leto and malik really grapple with these characters that they've decided to take on because they're they're kind of character actors i'd say watch it it's absolutely worth it for that reason um i do though definitely agree with the it's a it's an at home watch for me. I think if I had paid the price of admission at a theater, I'd be a little irked. Like, what did I just watch? Um, yeah. So, but I do appreciate watching it at home. But it's definitely worth a watch for the for the character acting and and for the um, for the shots and things like that. So I know we like Brian mentioned we did spend <laughs> the better part of twenty minutes shitting on it, but that's that's <laughs> that's okay. Um, like I said, available via HBO Max or in theaters. Um, so check it out if you are feeling so inclined. Gentlemen, anything that we want to plug as we bring this horse home? <laughs> Great. All right. Awesome. Bring, bring the horse home. All right. Let me get my horse. Brian go first. I'm going to get my horse. The it. horse is called thelovenerds.com. Hey, Valentine's cool. Day is Sunday. It's Sunday. And That's you know true. what? You're probably not going out a whole lot of places. You're maybe staying in and you're cooking. There's a whole lot of recipes on thelovenerds.com. They're easy. And are you worried about, oh man, I'm gonna have to scroll through a story. There is a story, but guess what? You scroll to the bottom, there's a whole recipe card. You just get that, you can do there it. So go. in any case, go to thelovenerds.com. There's some great recipes. You'll have a great time. All right. All right. Marcus, what do you got? Y'all know what time it is. Always follow the mantra, never offended, always humble. And I'm gonna let you know now, it's not gonna be easy to follow the mantra. The mantra was not made to be achievable, okay? It is made as a evolving and revolving door, okay? It's meant to be constantly chased, not achieved, okay? So continue to follow the mantra, never offended, always humble. The store is closed, so I can't promote that, but uh, some music is on the way. It's gonna be dope as hell. Um, this podcast is here, it's dope as hell. There's just a lot of shit on the way, a lot of content so um enjoy that for sure um i want to plug two things one i want to plug and just uh boost up the phrase you know valentine's day is a time where a lot of people get sad about potentially being alone um and it's it's okay to love yourself i think that it's a holiday that celebrates love so i think it's important that you equally love yourself as you do other people um it's also a great time i know it sounds weird to show it's always spun with this romanticized version of love, but it's okay to love your parents. Like it's just a time to oh. celebrate how you feel towards other people and expressing that love and affirmation for who they are as people. So if you're somebody who's getting bummed out by the holiday, um, don't it's a, it's a greeting card holiday. So just relax. Um, secondly, um, take care of yourselves, your own mental health and where you're at. That's important. Take time for reflection and self care. Cause that's always a great thing, but most importantly, um, and, and, and something that I'm super excited about is like this podcast, share this podcast with a friend, um, subscribe to this podcast, wherever you listen. Um, we're super proud of what we're turning out week in, week out. And we just are so thrilled to share it with you all. Um, so that's what I got for you this week. Gentlemen, there is a three-step key to success on every episode of Films in Black and White. And so 
Brian, what is our first key for success? Well, before I talk about that, <clears throat> I just want to say, if you're listening to this podcast, you're enjoying this discussion about movies, make this part of your film club. Share it with somebody. Yeah. We're here to talk about these movies. You can't get that experience right now coming out of a theater. So listen to this podcast, share it with somebody. Let's have this conversation about movies because art is meant to be shared and discussed. And we don't all have to agree. We certainly didn't on this podcast. We did not. And we can all talk about the things we brought from it. So just another way to create community during these times. For sure. What I will say is read a book. And you know what? I talk a lot about you can learn something new. Well, if that doesn't appeal to you, read a book to get a jump on all of that HBO programming, on all that new Netflix yeah. programming. Because all these shows, guess what? They're coming from books. So you can be ahead of the game. Read a book and you'll be ahead of all of those hot shows. Look at you. Thank you, Brian. The yeah, next yeah, Brian. key to success is drink a glass of water. Just drink water. Not Thanks. a glass, not necessarily, just not even a particular amount, but it's important to hydrate. It's good for you. The cold weather dries us out. Our skin starts to crack. Make sure you stay hydrated and drink enough water so that way everything stays uh, nice and, uh, you know, what it should be. I was going to say damp, but that is not the word we want to go the word with. word damp and moist is always. Yeah, moist. it's a big bucket of yuck. But just make sure that you're staying hydrated so make sure your body can do what it needs to do and take care of itself. So Marcus, bring us home. Uh, listen, reading a book can teach you the last step to this triangle of success oh. and, and drinking water can also assist with this last level of this last step in success. Tell if you more. read a book, you can learn how to wipe your ass. That's true. Okay. There's books for it. Potty Everybody time and eat. Everybody poops, okay? It also teaches you how to wipe that ass. If you drink water, it'll be less straining. And less straining means less time on the toilet and more time to wipe your ass. That's okay? true. Good you point. Just gotta, you just got to wash it, okay? That's it. We've been here enough. If you run out of soap and bath bombs, get some Dawn soap. I've seen it clean off a greasy duck. It can clean the crack of your ass. Yeah. You're not okay? more, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you think your ass is more precious than a greasy duck? It's not. It's not. It's not. Wash your ass. Please do. As always, uh, we'll be back next week with a news episode where we will dive into the latest from Hollywood. In the meantime, stay safe. Stay healthy. We love y'all, and we will catch y'all next week. To my choices that only bring violence. To my spirit that's